Peace Chai. Hello, podcast. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 3, senior year, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I am Tyler. And today we're talking about Minute 20 of High School Musical 3, senior year. Minute 20 starts with Troy looking at Gabriella. We are looking at Troy looking at Gabriella, who is saying this is our (laughs) last chance to do something together. I'm just an audience member looking at a boy, looking at a girl. (laughs) I don't even know what movie that is. I don't either. But this minute ends with Miss Darbus saying that all of them would create it together. That doesn't make any sense. Because most of them have no technical skill in creating a production. Other than, like, maybe building sets and stuff. Which is, like, a fair way of saying, oh, we're all gonna do this together and then, like, have Kelsey write the music and, like, Ryan choreograph it or something, like... I think it's Notting Hill. I'm just a boy boy standing in front of a girl asking her to love me. Sure, that sounds right. That's a Julia Roberts one? Yeah. That sounds right. I've never seen it. Hugh Grant. Yeah, I just want to make sure that we got there. Anyway, so yes. It's their last chance to do something together. There's not going to be any graduation parties or no <laughs> celebrations or no summer jobs or they're never going to see each other again. After the musical. Excuse me, musical. <laughs> I mean, in the sense that, like, it's their it's their last chance to, like, literally all, like, work on the same project. Yeah. Like, yes. Which is fair. That's a fair point. Like, yeah, Taylor and Gabriella are doing yearbook and Martha's doing prom. Like, they're all doing stuff. That will inevitably be a group activity, but, like, performing on stage. Like, I feel like they just worded it poorly. Yeah, like, getting a chance to, like, yeah, work on something and craft something that, like, is a part, like, becomes a part of you, like a theatrical production can be. Like, that is a unique experience, and you people should get to do that and form those bonds. Anyway, Condor, you know the problem with this minute? Sharpay faints? No, although that does happen. The problem with this minute is that it feels like they're about to break into a song, like, anytime someone finishes a sentence. And they don't. <laughs> like, Gabriella's like, we should do it. And then it's play. like... play! Hip hop hooray. Or, like, Kelsey's like, I just thought everyone would want to do it. And, it, like, it feels like they're about to, like, do it. Like, this is about the time in the previous movie where they sing Work It Out. Yeah. And it feels like they should do a work it out. Was work it out 20 minutes into the movie? If not a little earlier, right? I have no idea. That movie. I'm just saying, in terms of like structure. Yeah, Yeah. structurally, yes. Like, this is like, I mean, they're literally like, they're all yelling at someone, and then someone like Gabriella comes in and goes, hey, cool it. And then they sing a song. Like, it seems like they should start. And it would be cool to get like a little work it out reprise or like like a redo. We should work. Work, work on the play. I, like, there's not, there's nothing there, but like. Yeah, we're not songwriters. Yeah, I've written one song, so. There would also be no comical kitchen utensil playing, which may I mean, be a gift. Th- but it also feels like Kelsey's was like, stand- like sitting or standing at the piano, was she not? She is, yeah. No, she definitely is. They're all huddled around the piano. <laughs> what scene have we had Kelsey sitting at the piano and she just, she's not, like, about to start playing? Literally none. Kelsey's always banging on those keys. 
Gabriella does the whole speech and then it's like left up to everybody. And again, they're going like, no, no way. We don't have time. Like, Which I love that. To be honest, I do love that they stick to their guns and they're like, no, we don't have time for this. And I just think it, I mean, it's an honest thought. Pro- like they don't think they have time for it. Like they shouldn't feel emotionally manipulated into doing it if they're like not actually <laughs> interested in doing it. Yeah, yeah. What what's is Gabriella girl bossing, gatekeeping, or gaslighting them? I think girl bossing them. Yeah, because she she looks to Troy and is like Troy, and Troy looks down and is like, oh crap. And the, and there he and does then is, he does is the Troy, classic classic Troy. He raises his hand, <laughs> but following the girl boss gaslight gatekeep. What's the, gatekeeping. There's the there's the boy version, which is mansplain, manipulate male wife, which um, I've never heard that one. So <laughs> he's he's he is he is subordinating himself to Gabriella in an interesting way. I mean, he's done this. It's kind of reminiscent of the first movie when Gabriella like I want to audition and she's and Darvis is like well there's no one left to audition with we're not like all the single spots are filled and this is just time for duets and Troy walks out and is like I'll do it with I'll his go, hand yeah, raised yeah, yeah. no that's a good point I, I like what Troy says is it'll be fun <laughs> like yeah. that's the only argument he can muster up which is kind of the same as what he had during the last movie when they all got a job he was like it'll be fun we'll work together <laughs> <laughs> Troy does good for the team, but also has no reasoning behind those blue eyes. I've got, there's another thing that, like, not bugged me, but, like, I like I just thought about, like, story-wise. It's, like, if Kelsey was the protagonist of this movie, or, like, if if we had, like, like any insight into Kelsey's, like, Being? thoughts or, or personality or, like, anything beyond the way she dresses and the fact that she plays piano... That, like, this would be an interesting move. Like, uh, I signed up all my friends to do the musical, and now they're all mad at me, but they're going to do it? Like, this would be, like, an interesting scene, like, from her perspective. Mm-hmm. But we don't get that. And then a similar thing is, like, Gabriella standing up to be like, come on, guys, we could all do it. Like, if we also knew more about Gabriella, other than that she was, like, kind of the, the perky, smiley, cute girl that, like, she, her, like her role in the movie is... Also very smart and loyal to her friends. And I think her I think it's her loyalty here that's really coming out. Like she is kind of loyal to a fault. She believes Taylor in the last movie. She doesn't want to break up with Troy, but finds loyalty in herself to some respect. Like there's a lot of that going on. Like I think Gabriella's motivation we get a little better than Kelsey's here. Yes, a little bit. If it, like, if it felt more like Gabriella was, was, like, a girl boss who, like, people actually listened to when she spoke up. Like Taylor? <laughs> or, like, like she literally has to, like, lean on Troy, the, the man, to, like, lend credibility to her argument. Like, Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, Gabriella's never been a strong leader, but she does guide a lot of the direction through Troy. She'll plant yeah. the seed, and then Troy... She's the power behind the throne. She's Absolutely. like the Bene Gesserit. Yeah. Dune. <laughs> There's, there is a secret prophecy for Troy to become a, a messiah god. 
that, 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 that Gabriella's tra- been working on. That new trailer. I am so excited for that movie. Dad's complaint was that there was no image of riding the the, the sandworms, and it's like, well, yeah, because we know that's going to yeah. happen. You, you save don't need that. that. You save that for the movie. Like You don't need that in the trailer. You need Zendaya. I... I have such mixed feelings about the new Dune movies. I like them. I have very middling feelings about the old one. That's why. You (laughs) much more enjoy it than I do. That's not even necessarily true. I don't particularly enjoy the old one. It's a bad movie. (laughs) I just think it's funny that it exists. (laughs) Um, I I have mixed feelings overall about Dune as a story. I've read the book. I, I kind of love it. But also I'm kind of like... None of it makes sense. <laughs> Chad chimes in mm-hmm. and says, what the heck is this play even about? I like that he says, what the heck, because that's not what he would say if he was a real teen and there was no adults in the room. Nope. Um, I did. We did skip over Sharpay's sarcasm, though. She does get a little snarky oh, remark, <laughs> which is nice. A snarky remark, also known as a resnark. Oh, I like a little bit of portmanteau action. Indeed. Yeah, so Chad is questioning that, and Taylor wants to know about the time limitation. Like, <laughs> how much time is this going to take? That is literally what she asks. Which would make, would make sense if someone knew the answer to that. But, but it's a musical that they're building on their own, so... Yes. And this is what happens, because Darvis comes in and says, You... In response to Chad's question. You, Mr. Danforth. Which is a classic joke of, like, movie dialogue. It's like, someone asks a question, like, who's even gonna fight the demon king? And then then someone goes, you. And all of your friends. Like, me? (laughs) Yes, you personally, Mr. Danforth. You will do everything. (laughs) Chad Danforth the musical. I I would be down for Chad the musical. Oh, Absolutely. Lots of good basketball, <laughs> good friends. I'd be in. It. it would be interesting to like have like they're they're not meta or or fourth wall breaking enough to like have the the play. I guess it's more like what High School Musical the musical the series does is like the this do the staged version like of the first movie where like the characters are like singing the songs that they were singing, but now it's on stage. It's kind of what Clerks 3 did. It's like they, they redo the first movie, but the characters are making it as if the characters in the movie are making the movie. Like, it's a fun thing that you can do that's fourth wall breaky, but obviously they wouldn't do that. Yeah, here. I do enjoy that Darvis like snaps her fingers and Chad instantly tosses her the ball like at the Pavlovian response. That's so, like, I mean, we talked about it last minute, but I feel like the movie hasn't made it clear that like, Chad and Miss Darvis have like an an agreement that any time that Miss Dar like Chad's not allowed to have the ball at her presence. He must give her the ball. Or it could like they've had some sort of like res- I I feel like they've gotten a good relationship. They they're they're a little buddy they're not buddy buddy necessarily, but like they understand they each, each other, other a little more. Yeah. When Miss Darvis has the ball, she does like a pump like, fake, the, the, the smallest of like jab pump fakes. But it's like it really seems like she should have dribbled the ball in that moment. But they didn't want to like have the sound of her dribbling like in that stage set. Mm-hmm. So they were just like, okay, do a pump fake, and then the actor like barely did it. 
I think it matches her top to bottom Grand Slam. Like, it fits in with all this sports ball stuff that she keeps doing. But really, like, it's too late to be like, she says, you guys are going to create the show about yourselves. And that's kind of where it cuts off. She yeah. doesn't finish her sentence, but like, Although how... Chad does say, if it's about me, can I have my ball <laughs> back, please? Which is fun. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, it is a, it is definitely weird, and Sharpay takes very poorly to that news because she faints. And then Tiara catches her, and then Ryan goes scrambling for her bag where Tiara sprays some spray in her face, like, of smelling salt. Is it, like, supposed to be perfume and, like, it's Sharpay pro- reacts strongly to her own perfume, or is it, like, literally supposed to be, like, a health thing? I'm guessing it's some sort of perfume or something like that. What if it was Troy's cologne? That would be really funny. <laughs> well, she, yeah, she buys extras of Troy's cologne so that she can have it as her own little yeah play. So, and then Ryan says, like, okay, very funny. I don't know if you caught that. It would be one thing to, like, write their own play and musical if... It was not March... Yeah, if it was not already, like, the end of the school year. But, like, lady, you you know, that's just not how it works. Yeah, Darvis should know that. Like, Unless Kelsey has been secretly working on this all along. Because Kelsey's probably already got the songs written, they just need, like, filler dialogue. Mm Mm-hmm. When I was in middle school, the, like, there were a couple teachers that, like, sort of, like, wrote, like, a little version of a play that was, like, about kids in middle school and it was a cute little, like, self-referential, like, sketch monologue-based play where it was like, okay, everybody could have their own little parts, and nobody was obligated to, like, be the lead character. Everyone who signed up could get their own little thing, and there was lots of room for everyone to participate. And, like, that's cute when you're in, like, middle school, and, like, you're just trying out what it's like to be in a play. Yeah. This is, like, high school, like, people are gonna come see this. Senior spring musical performance. (laughs) And also, like, there are underclassmen, like, (laughs) plays are designed to be for seniors, juniors, sophomores, and freshmen. Much to some some seniors' chagrin. Yeah. I used your word. Thanks. (laughs) Sometimes the underclassmen get the lead roles and the seniors are not happy. They're ticked. That's how this works. You, you, You get what you get. You don't just tailor everything to the seniors. Yeah, you cast based on what you're producing. So it like it would be interesting to like see the underclassmen be like, "What? That the whole play's about the seniors? What, Darvis? Why?" It's like we get it. You like this class more than most, but still, be fair. It is interesting, given the idea that like Darvis has been like their continual homeroom teacher, like throughout maybe all four of their years of high school is like you get one advisor who's the same all four years. Yeah. I hope Miss Darvis wasn't obligated to write them recommendation letters because those would be the worst recommendation letters. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> although by now she she's quite fond of them. Like she would write a good le- recommendation for Sharpay and Gabriella, maybe. I bet she would do one for Troy. But would it be good? I think it would. I think she's got a soft spot for Troy now. But she wouldn't be able to articulate, like, the important aspects of his... Well, he performed in last year's Spring Musicale. And that's all she would be able to write about. And Homeroom. 
Again, you don't do anything at home. <laughs> One time I gave this young man detention. He should go to your college. <laughs> Their homeroom seems to be more, like... It's the place where you get announcements and then you take attendance and then you start your day. That's it. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just envisioning more because of the last movie. Like, I presume she was at the talent show last year, even if we didn't see her. Like, Oh, at the the summer talent show? Yeah. Or she heard all about it. Yeah, why did they have a little, like, not cameo because she was at the beginning of the movie, but like... Why didn't they put her in there? Anyway, do you, do you have anything else, or is it just I like got, okay now the now we've got the movie plot maybe kicking in a little bit? I'm good. We'll have several montages of practicing and conflict about who gets to be what. I would be happy if most of the movie was just them like coming up with little ideas and rehearsing and practicing. Like, unfortunately, it seems like there's going to be unnecessary drama between people that strains their relationships and they all have to like come together at the last minute to make the play work in an unrealistic way but you know we'll see so is it now time to move on to our formerly known as decom of the week segment yes it is cue the music okay Condor, here we go you ready sure for a Mad Lib? Oh, a Mad Lib! Yes, I am! I was like, oh no, I'm gonna have to be smart right now, and I'm just not feeling smart. No, you don't have to be smart, you just have to be funny. Eh. Um, so, yes, it's a Mad Lib, I'm going to give Kondra a bunch of words to say, and then I will read it out like it is a movie trailer. Okay, so, trailer. Not gonna say, not gonna say anything about the movie yet, we're just gonna do the Mad Libs. All right. Do I not even get the title? I need an adjective. Funky. A verb. Roll. Roll? Mm-hmm. R-O-L-L? Yes. All right, and then I'm just making that the past participle form. Okay. Okay, something everyone has. Skin. Thank you. A non-count noun. What? A non-count noun, so like something that can't be pluralized. Like? Like sand or water. Okay. Fish? Lovely. (laughs) Um, Adjective. Slimy? Uh, A participle, a verb ending in ing. Skipping. Skipping? Yeah. An abstract noun. An idea. <laughs> idea? Just that? Idea, yeah. Okay. Um, a character from Monsters, Inc. <laughs> Randall? Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, any piece of vegetation? A fern? Um, a plural noun that refers to people. Like... Like bunch? No, like... A type of person, but pluralized, or... Okay. So like not like teachers. a grouping word, but the yeah. the more formal. Marine biologists. All right, great. Perfect. A man's name. Dave. Dave? Mm-hmm. Um, a two-dimensional shape. A circle. Okay. 
A superlative adjective. Great. Greatest. Greatest. Sorry. That's all I meant by superlative is that it ends in S-T. S-T. Okay. Yeah, greatest. Okay. A verb. Bounce. B-O-U-N-C-E. Bounce. Yeah. Okay. Um, An adjective. Blue. Great. A genre of movie or fiction. Noir. Wonderful. A body part. Thumb. A noun. Sneaker. And a beautiful thing. A sunset. Okay. Um, Condra, are you ready to hear the trailer for Cinderella, but as a Mad Lib? Yes! <laughs> so, I looked it up. It's it, it appears to be like an original trailer from 1950. It's about two and a half minutes long. And so this is an actual go. Mad Lib that you got from Mad Libs, the company, right? No, I made this. Oh, you made this. Oh, I, trans- so- I transcribed the, the, the trailer from Cinderella, took out some words, and inserted the ones that you just said for humorous effect. Okay, so this is so somewhat real writing that you've transformed, so it's now parody. Yes. All right. Um, and then wait, some of the wait, things wait. are... I have one more question. Wait, yes. Which Cinderella? Is it like the Roger and like Hammerstein animated. Cinderella? Animated. Oh, animated. Okay. Like, yeah. Like okay. Disney. Okay. I'm good. You're like Walt Disney's Cinderella. Yeah. Okay, cool. 1950. Cool. All right. And then some of the things I say will be like the, the words that pop up on the screen. And some of them will be like the things that the narrator says. Okay. But like, it doesn't make a difference here. So, okay. Yep. Like magic, it's here again. One of the most funky motion pictures ever rolled. Walt Disney's Cinderella. Cinderella, you're as lovely as your skin. (laughs) Using all the fish at his command, Walt Disney brings you his wondrous all-cartoon feature, Cinderella, skipping with pure enchantment, filled with slimy enjoyment, and overflowing with unforgettable ideas. The thingamabob that does the job is Bippity Boppity Randall. <laughs> uh, the cut to the fairy godmother turning a fern into a stagecoach. There's also the fun, the fascinating, and humorous Disney marine biologists who bring to life Cinderella's exciting story. Meet Jacques, Dave Dave, and Lucifer. <laughs> the cat chases the mice into a hole on a wall, his face gets stuck. In the hole, and his, yeah. he comes out with his snout in the shape of a circle. And there's the magic music in some of the greatest melodies ever heard. A dream is a wish, your heart bounces when you're fast asleep. <laughs> then there's some bird and mouse nonsense, and then they go back to singing. So this is love. Mm-hmm. So this is love. So this is what makes life blue. <laughs> The ever-wonderful, ageless noir. (laughs) To put stardust in your thumb. A warm sneaker in your heart. (laughs) Walt Disney's Cinderella. And then Connor, get it. Guess what? This is the best part. Cinderella, you're a sunset in the frame. In the sweetest story ever told. (laughs) 
Condry, you said the word sunset, which is the word of the song. <laughs> the thing is, I have seen that trailer so many times. That was the trailer for the Little Mermaid DVD that I had. <laughs> so it's playing in my head while you're reading it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm crying. Yeah, it's so you don't. Fine. So you don't want to. I did great. I did so good. <laughs> you did. You did. did. You can read the original if you need to, though. If that's what you were going to say for the listeners um, at home that don't have a Disney obsessed brain like me. Okay, so it's like magic. It's here again. One of the most enchanting motion pictures ever made. Walt Disney's Cinderella. Cinderella, you're as lovely as your name. Using all the magic at his command, Walt Disney brings to you his wondrous all-cartoon feature, Cinderella, sparkling with pure enchantment, filled with lasting enjoyment, and overflowing with unforgettable entertainment. And then it's the thing about Bob that does the job is bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Which I was a great way to... <laughs> that was great, Tyler. <laughs> I was like, what, what, of the, what of those nonsense words am I going to get rid of? Anyway. <laughs> Fairy Godmother turns a pumpkin into a stagecoach. There was, there was a risk that you were going to say boo as the Monsters Inc. character, and I was going to have to correct you. But anyway... But you love Randall, so. <laughs> There's also the fun, the fascinating, and humorous Disney characters who bring to life Cinderella's exciting story. Meet Jacques, Gus Gus, and Lucifer. Dave, Dave. And the cat chases them. The, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the trailer, the cat, uh, the cat chases them into runs. a hole. Yep, and then comes out with... And it's a square. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's the magic of music and some of the happiest melodies ever heard. A dream is a witch your heart makes when you're fast asleep. See, that was the one where I was like, hmm. What word do you get rid of? Because, mm. like, a blank is a wish your heart makes. A blank is a wish your... Oh, sorry. A dream is a um, wish your sure blank, blank makes. But then I realize it's got to be a dream is a wish your heart <laughs> blanks. When you're fast asleep. And then there's the bird and mouse nonsense. So this is love. So this is love. So this is what makes life divine. The ever-wonderful ageless love story to put stardust in your eyes, a warm glow in your heart, Walt Disney's Cinderella. Cinderella, you're a sunset in a frame in the sweetest story ever told. Amazing. I mean... That was pretty good. That was a great way to do it. I, I liked um, that alternative to the Mad Lib. That was fun. Yeah, and I figured maybe you could make one. I could actually do one if it's like that, because I'm not as creative as you. I could do something like that. Now... It does take some creativity to come up with what words need to be swapped out and to figure out, like, how to not just do verbs, nouns, and adjectives. Mm-hmm. But I think you can do it. Thank you for your confidence. It'll be now um, a job of remembering to do it. I think that the craziest one for me is, like, Gus Gus. Dave Dave. <laughs> Dave Dave. <laughs> And it would have only like, worked if it was a single syllable. Like, Tyler and Tyler would not have worked. No, because no, because immediately I thought if you said, like, Michael, it would have been hilarious. Michael, Michael. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, thank you. A Mad Lib is always a treat for me. I always have a great time doing Mad Libs. Even when, like, we, I just taught our youngest cousin, who just turned seven recently, um, she did a Mad Lib for her first time while while she was over our house for Fourth of July celebrations, and um, that was a delight as well. Like having a seven year old do a Mad Lib. <laughs> I like it because it gets people thinking creatively about the types of words and word classes, and 
the parts of speed. Are those like, helpful for school? That was the hardest part was like, okay, she didn't know what a noun was because she's yeah. seven. But I haven't done it with I haven't done it with students, but maybe I should look into it because yeah. figuring out what the different parts of speech are yeah. used for. Anyway. Anyway. This is one of the shorter Thursday episodes we've ever had, but we can end the show now. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you have any ideas for any future DCOM of the week segments or whatever we call this now, let us know on social media. We're at Amateur Nerds on Instagram and Twitter. I think it's just Disney Movie of the Week, but... It's just Disney Movie of the Week now? But Decom yeah, of the Week just sounds better. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue. It's very mellifluous. You can DM follow us on week. Tumblr at <laughs> the Dungeon Master of the Week. <laughs> Matt Mercer. Anyway. <laughs> Tumblr at Wildcat Minute. Email amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Yeah, totally. Let us know what movie you want us to Mad Lib next. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler. And we'll see you next time to find out if Miss Darbus makes them all audition, or if they all already got the roles, you can bet on it.